I'm so excited. Welcome to the Brain Candy Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Rice, and with me, as always, who are you? Hi, Susie here. Suze! We got a lot of fun stuff going on. So excited. How are you, Suze? Real good. How are you? You have a spring in your step today. I do. I went to the chiropractor and they put everything in the right place and now I feel wonderful and I'm a whole inch taller, I'm sure of it. I, Sarah was telling me about her chiropractor and I feel like he's that, god damn it, I gotta look up his name. The guy on Bewitched that was like her voodoo doctor. Well, I love him. And tell, tell them what he said about you. Okay, so he, well, first he like, did, he felt my back and he's like, oh gosh, you have a couple ribs out of place. Have you had any, you know, big falls lately? Uh, I don't know. Dr. Does, Bombay. Like, doctor, I remember that name. Okay, go ahead. Does, uh, so like, yeah, I don't know, falling 30 feet into the water and all those crazy things and falling off buildings. Yeah, so that'll do it. Then he cracked my back and all of a sudden I start welling up with tears and start crying. Not like crying, crying, but like tears just come out of my eyes and I start getting emotional. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't, I have no idea why I'm crying. And he goes, oh, this happens all the time. Sometimes people hold up, like a lot of emotion is built up and, and like emotional tension is built up. And then when you feel the release, all of that kind of comes out. And he said, yeah, you have a lot of tension on your right side, which is your male energy side. And you probably have recently had a, a negative, you know, re- which of course is like every woman. I understand that. But then uh, he said, yeah, and there's also you have a lot of uh, tension and stress in your neck and your throat area. And that maybe is like when you have something and you're not feeling like you're being heard. And I was like... <laughs> So many reasons. Sarah goes to Dr. Bombay and yeah, like... I loved it. It sounds I'll like back in like the 1800s when women had to go to the doctor because they needed an orgasm. Do you know about this? Oh my gosh. Be- because they, they would treat them with vibrators. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's really funny you say that <laughs> because when I have a really good one, I sometimes cry in the same way. That but is not so like, weird. Isn't it weird? Yes. It, like, because there's something to that. What? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> but because it's not like a cry like you're crying when you're watching like a sad movie. It's like... A release. A release. Yeah. Like an emotional well is full and the tears just like... the it, It's just like tears. It's like four tears come out of my eyes. And I can have a big smile on my face, but the four tears still come out. And I feel the same way when I get a good big is O. It, but that... only when Landon does it, not when the hypnosis guy does it. Well, that's what I was wondering. Is it only during the sex act or is it during masturbation as well? Not during masturbation. Only See, then the it is emotional. It is. Okay, weird. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, <gasps> you're like every guy's worst nightmare. Worst. I apologize to like, Landon oh, all God. the time afterwards. I'm like, it was really good. I'm so sorry. He's like, it's fine. I'm like, I know, but this is so weird. <laughs> well, at any rate, I'm really glad you're feeling better. People are like, enough of enough. Sarah's O stories. <laughs> I'm done. Listen, people. Since you are taking so many selfies. Yeah. And I know you are. Yeah. I want to help you have clear skin for those selfies so you can do the hashtag woke up like this and actually mean it (laughs) so if you're vain like you know millennials then you can at least look gorge and here's how you do it go to bioclarity.com and use promo code brain candy to get a special deal $9.99 on a three-step acne wash that will change your life here's how i know it changed mine (laughs) are you guys sick of me talking about it I get updates from Susie via text about the condition of her skin, and it really is nice, and I'm so glad that she found a product that worked for her, and for me, 
who's very sensitive to things, who maybe doesn't have a big acne problem, it's fantastic to just maintain good, healthy, glowy skin. It's good for everyone. If you do have acne, which I did, did, do not anymore, thanks to this product, it's embarrassing and you feel um, so self-conscious. And this, for me, solved my problems. And it's not irritating. It's very soothing. Um, It's a cleanser, a treatment, and a restore gel made out of Floralux and its magic unicorn tears. I don't know. But (laughs) go to bioclarity.com and try it for $9.99 for the first month. That's $20 off using code BRAINCANDY. You will thank me. Your oversharing gives me life. Well, great. It yeah. feeds right into the topic of conversation for today. Okay. Let me... Well, what are we talking about? Episode 76. What 76. Uh, is about... About the me generation. Millennials. Millennials in particular. You know what's funny is in... I didn't... I mean, I knew that the two were kind of synonymous, but... I wasn't so sure. I thought like the me generation was kind of like a generic term for... Well, that, that's actually the boomers is the me generation. Yeah. The article that you have by Joel Stein is called the me, me, me. So yeah. it's like... An additional yeah. level. Yeah. Okay. See, that's yeah. what I was kind of thinking too is it... But, but I would even say that... That the, it's not like a, <laughs> that's one of those times where people check their phone. I know because they think it died because <laughs> I was having my brain went somewhere. Because it goes like, how would you put the order of generations? Like what oh. you are. Oh, I I'm in Generation X. Then barely comes... millennial. Right. Yeah. And then what would you say if I told you somebody's in the me generation? What would what umbrella? Well, I'm just what saying... does that extend to? Oh, it would. You're referring to it as the millennials, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just saying is like when you say, the, "Oh, the me generation." Well, that's baby boomers. No, so... I mean literally. Like if you Google it, right? It'll say boom, the boomer generation. That that was the original name for them, but it didn't stick. Re- oh, yeah. I didn't understand yeah. that. What yeah. you were saying? Okay. I see. I thought you were saying the me generation is like the umbrella term, and then under that. There are, or, or like the me generation can apply to multiple subcategories. Got I it. Guess no, say. I was just clarifying so people didn't think we were talking about their grandparents or right. parents or whatever. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So not the the technical, like I don't know, original definition, but the more adapted. Exactly. Yeah. Term. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I thought, too, is, is researching it. You know, I thought me generation, I, I kind of put them in somewhere in between, like, the Generation X and then the Millennials and, oh. you know, kind of at the rise of social media. But that's just what I had, how I had categorized it in my head. But then I started going into this whole hole of, H-O-L-E, of research on millennials and this me generation things like that and what got me started on this was i went to go find a birthday card wait hold that thought yes i like this story before you get into it i want to say a couple things okay um first of all we're doing a live patreon oh yeah uh live cast right now so hi guys hi guys 
Um, that's the $8 level and above. But also, we have a new podcast coming out this mm-hmm. week. I just wanted everyone to know. It's this week? Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so nervous for the dirt. <laughs> the 15 Minutes of Blame podcast. It's available only on Patreon.com for the $5 level. It's going to live there, but you can paste it into whatever um, podcast feed you mm-hmm. use. So, um, yeah, watch for that. We have great interviews with cast members talking about reality TV. Um and things like that. So we're going to branch out into other reality television. Yeah, not just the challenge. Yes. And then um, I. Oh, I did. I, when do you want to? Never mind. I'll save that for wine time. Okay. Okay, go on. All right. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited about okay. what's to come. <laughs> uh, okay. So this all started when I was shopping for a birthday card. So it was my friend Corey's birthday, and I'm searching through the birthday card aisle. And I don't know if it's because, you know, you start to become very aware of empathy and a need to be empathetic just in the field that I'm getting into. So maybe this like new self-awareness has made me heightened to, to these kind of things. But I felt like every single card I picked up had more to do with the person, me. The sender. Sender. Yeah. Giving the card. Then it had to do with the recipient of the card. It like, was what like, would be an example? Okay. Um, uh, the one I got was, I think you're the coolest person I know. Open up the card. But of course, I'm a big fan of the chicken dance and the Macarena, so take everything with a grain of salt. Or uh, how about... Uh, you probably get a lot of cards on your birthday. Oh, wait, what the... Uh, but what about after? When the balloons have withered, the cake has crumbled. Who's thinking of you then? Who's looking out for you? When the spotlight's off, I am. That's who. Me. On the inside, it says, I'm not late. I'm sensitive. That's all about you. Yeah. The, and I mean, the, the list goes on and on. There's another one that says, it seems like we've been friends forever. That sounds nice. Okay. Which is weird because we're both about 26, right? That's a little better, but it's still you and her. Yeah. It's we're both 26. Not like I understand that that one's like a little, it's like the halfway point. Yeah. That was like the best one. As good as it gets. You know, and I settled on the first one with the chicken dance thing because I was like, at least that's funny. But, (laughs) you know, and and, and I I mean, I didn't do it justice. It, It, the wording was funnier in the card. But the point is, every single one, I was like, oh my gosh, none of these are celebrating the person who we should be celebrating. Okay. So what I wonder is if maybe it was always like that. Like, I wonder if there's been a shift. You're just more empathic now, so you noticed? Good question. I don't know. Well, there are a few sort of answers. So, like, we can look, look to research to kind of uh, ask a little bit of that, or answer a little bit of that question. So, the thing that's been studied, or the, the best two things to look at, to, are narcissism and empathy. And what are the changes in narcissism and empathy over time? So how have those changed in the last 30 years or so? And luckily, we have a ton, a ton of information on this. And scores are on the rise, and they're rising fast. 
What's oh okay. A narcissistic, uh, narcissistic scores are going up and empathy scores are going down. So in two thousand and nine, fifty fifty-eight percent of people scored higher than people scored in nineteen eighty-two, and in two thousand fourteen, seventy percent of people scored higher than in nineteen eighty-two. That's a huge jump. Okay, so are we? Is this claim? that this is one of the problems I have with a lot of the discussions about millennials Mm -hmm. is that I, I can't tell whether that means the jump is just amongst those right people in that, in that age group. No, I think it's above it's amongst people in general. Yeah. I think that's what we're saying. I think that maybe that's what we should point out. Yes, absolutely. The, the thing that stands out though, is that millennials so people who were born from 1980 to 2000 are the biggest age group in U.S. history. They're right. 80 million strong. I mean, it's all the children of the baby boomers. So yeah. it's like those, and then they, you know, multiply. <laughs> and like, yeah. there's a whole bunch of them. So the question really is like, like you said, what causes it? Okay. So where do you think those traits come from? Well, I guess what I object to is you know every generation says this about the generation that grows up after them but nobody has the like this data right but i i feel that the data Mm -hmm. reeks of confirmation bias which is what you Uh, said when you came in here yes where it's like people are on their phones all the time Mm -hmm. so they're they're narcissists and here we're gonna prove it where i'm not saying that their um data is faulty I'm just saying that I think it extends to everyone now under, yes. say, 50 is more uh-huh. inclined to be self And I also read something that said people in the 30 to 40 range were on their phones more yeah. than the people in the 20 to 30 range. Everyone in my age is taking selfies. Yeah, yeah. Like, and on their phone all the time and posting crap on Facebook about their dumb kids. So what do you think? So do you think that social media has a lot to do with the rise in it? Well, of course. Yeah. No question. Is that debatable? (sighs) Well, I know that everyone says that participation trophy syndrome is also a problem where, you know, like we treat our kids. That's kind of what... It points that a lot of these traits that like, regardless of what you see on television and what you're exposed to, you either are, according to studies, you, and, and maybe there is anecdotal evidence to point to something else, but you're, these are things that are fixed from a child, like early childhood, Mm -hmm. your tendency for narcissism. Mm-hmm. and that either you're going to end up, and maybe we have, like, or I should say some people have made the argument that perhaps it's, we have more parents who didn't do what they needed to do as parents, and that's why we have more narcissists, and that's just because we have more people, and so we see a higher growth in those things because it's been said that narcissism can come from a parent who 
feels for their child. Mm-hmm. So those helicopter moms, yeah, that can breed narcissism. Yeah. Well, in in a way, I feel like when you look at culture and all of the different components that create that. So it's not like it, these kids are isolated. There's 20 years of people right. and there's a cutoff. Right. It's oh, not right, like right, that, right? right. So of things course. are messy. Yeah. And that like this self-help movement that I study mm. has made people believe that happiness is, you know, the most important thing that we could strive for, that everyone's special that mm-hmm. like and if everyone's special then nobody's special Ooh. you know what i mean yep but they you know in yes. these studies it's like that is so true yeah you know and i think that's really interesting you know we were we were discussing this the other day in class and and about existential therapy and how sometimes and i had the thought that often these self-help books can not not necessarily be dangerous, but only provide one side of things. And really, according to existential therapy, you need suffering. Mm. And then I was brought right back to the Mother Teresa thing we were talking about the other day. And in class, I was like having this like, like full circle moment and like, you know, in my head. Thing. But of course, you know, nobody else... I have nobody else to share. None of my brainiacs are in class next to me. I'm totally by myself on an island here um, in a glass cage of emotion. That's why you really would love the Brain Candy Crush group on Facebook because that's, they're all do, you know, they want to talk about this stuff that you want to talk about. I get it. I know. Gosh, the pressure. So there are some good things about social media. This is true. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so I was thinking about how the self-help group only provides, or self-help movement and those kind of books and theories and everything like that only provide one side of it and don't like nothing can be all good and all wonderful all the time too. You have to have the lows to experience the highs and the pendulum swings both ways. I think I said that, or I was thinking it in my head, but I think that that is a, a big miss with a lot of those movements. But I think when we started this conversation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you kind of came at me with this whole like, Oh, I think I'm going to disagree with you thing. Um, I well, that was off because... because they don't know that I said that. Oh, okay. But well, yeah, I said yeah, that. Yeah, so you, Su- 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 Susie said that. Like, <laughs> I think, you know, whatever she said. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Well, I just had a feeling that you really were invested in this idea of um, this younger generation being narcissistic. And I push. I want to push back a little bit about that. I think that you... Uh, this is what I'll say. Uh, what is the saying? Assumptions are like booty holes. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I was going to come at this with, here's a whole list of things where millennials are fantastic and why they're better because, or why they're so good. Because I, in reading this and in looking at, at the, the research, it kind of got me thinking about this the trade-off. So yes, maybe narcissism narcissism is higher. Yeah. But what else comes with that? Yeah. Because there are so many good things and I was I thought about have you seen the video that this viral video of the homecoming king who gave his crown 
to his classmate who has cerebral palsy, I think. Yeah. And then I thought when I was in high school, our homecoming queen was a little person. Yeah. And I was like, the millennials, hello, if you want to put... I was in a very, like, new age, like, cool... The first high school I went to was very like that. So I would put us on, like, the forward cusp of, you know, these millennials. And you see greater caring and less... Mm, putting people into groups yeah and it's so much more accepting i think Mm -hmm. and it's much cooler to be the person who does nice things now yeah well and the pew research uh found that millennials were twice as likely i think it was to be um charitable and volunteer I love that. I love that too. And and that doesn't fit with this idea of self-focus and like selfish behavior. Right. right. That speaks to people who realize they're a part of a community. Yes. And I think that's what we need to get back to is the we need to let go of individualistic thinking and get back to a more collectivism thinking. And maybe, you know what? I just had a little bit of an idea. Okay. Perhaps, perhaps. It's the influence of different cultures and ethnicities that's kind of gotten that moved in the different direction because it's a very Western European mentality of the like, I, I, me, me, conquer, conquer, conquer. Sure. But Latin America and, uh, you know, Asian countries, they're all communal communal and all about the group and the I. And when you have more in more of that kind of influence in you know different families mayor i think maybe maybe that's uh, could be something that lends to to why we see a growth of that and i love that i love i think that the idea of going back to a like it takes a village mentality and things like you know neighborhood i mean this is very like utopian i idealistic but like farms small farms and like smaller schools where it's like a neighborhood of you know a preschool of for the kids in that neighborhood and it's like communal and things like that i love that idea well it seems to me that the the fact that people are so often isolated using their phone and engaging with people online i found that it seems to me at least that folks seek out alternatives when when they're missing that so like book clubs like uh-huh. even ours which is still online uh-huh. and um music festivals yeah um group yoga i think that people just you know have found alternative ways of finding a community and yeah. that it's not necessarily wrong right or it's like in a, that whole you have to change with the times thing like, yeah you know there that really is technology has, is more and more fusing with our lives. Yeah. And I think maybe that changes. It's got to. Yeah. It absolutely has to. And that doesn't mean there there aren't problems with right. it. I like I agree. The thing. You know, I find myself overly attached to my phone, social media focus, things like that. Those aren't great yeah. things. But there's a good side to it. Right. And it's not the whole story. Right. Right. You know, and I get I get real irritated about the phone thing because if like I said before on a different show, 
If I had a book in my hand and I was reading it on the train, people would think that was so nice. But if I were reading a book on my phone and people didn't know, they would be she needs to get her head out of her phone, you know? It's so funny because I just got this new iPad Pro, which is like a tablet. Yeah. And I found that I feel less guilty and I feel, and this is all in, a lot of this is in our head. Like sure. Like what we think yeah. other people are thinking. Yeah, yeah. Which is, they're clearly, they're probably thinking that we're the other, that we're thinking them. that. Everybody's thinking that. Just so you know out there, whatever you're thinking, the other person next to you is also thinking that about them. And then everybody's thinking that about the next person. So really, nobody's thinking about you at all. We all need to chill the F out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, what was my point? Now I lost you my had your, your iPad. Oh, yes. So uh, it comes with a little stylus pen or whatever. When I was holding that, I felt like this is looks like work. Yeah. So I, and I was on Pinterest. But I, I suppose our obsessing about what are people thinking yes. is a part of this narcissistic problem. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. Yes. Yeah. Enough of all this uh, selfish talk. Let's talk more about us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Other things we love. I have been totally enjoying our Blue Apron meals. Great. Mama's been cooking up a storm. And... This mama doesn't have to grocery shop. <laughs> Sarah's been coming over and just eating the stuff I've made through Blue Apron. It's fabulous. Oh, my, could I have eaten that beef, beef. and broccoli any faster? <laughs> I mean, it was I, like it was a race and I was the only one in the contest. So you were winning. I won. <laughs> I ate it all and it was the first, I was like, this is insanely good. And the rest had to be just shoveled into my mouth. I am a big fan of cooking at home. As you know, I like to cook with my son. Yes. And I really like the system that they have because it's easier for him to understand. Step by step, broken down. Exactly. And he can look at the pictures yes. too. So if you're a mom, especially, but really for anybody. Or how about if you like busy, have the cooking skills of a toddler as well? <laughs> this is Great. foolproof. This is for you. It really is foolproof. Um, Blue Apron is offering our listeners... Um, your first three meals free. Oh my God, free food. Go to blueapron.com slash brain candy. Um, some of the things we love about it is that... Well, I love that it's available if you live in a place where you don't have access to a grocery store, or you don't have access to fresh organic foods. They deliver to like 99.9% .9 of all residences and a lot of places that are like food deserts. Exactly. We talk about that all the time on here. So you can get your yeah. first three meals for free. And if you're not in a place where you have access to these great organic grocery stores, they'll deliver that right to your front door. They deliver it right to your front door. It's all organized. And they have this little cute bag of um, knickknacks, they call them, like the sauces and the little things that you I need. love little containers. I, know, I love it. It's so cute. And, and the cleanup is always so easy. And there's no food waste, which yeah. is a big thing oh, I Oh, huge. Yeah. People throw away... A ridiculous amount of food and you won't have to do it because you'll be like me and eat it all up so if you would like fresh lovely sustainable food sent to your own house go to blueapron.com slash brain candy and get your first three meals free hello and do it now would you and we cannot argue that narcissism is not on no, the rise. I, I, I thought don't. this was a, a funny one that 40 percent of millennials believe that they should be promoted every two years I read that and I just about burst regardless out laughing. Regardless of... Um, regardless of performance or, or, you know, increased profits or anything. So I also thought it was interesting that this, uh, these 
this information on millennials and, and, and what they found is not just in the United States, but it's international as well. Hmm. And as even in like place China, right? All the numbers are like the same. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I guess I feel like it's sort of, I get tired. Even that Joel Stein article in Time Magazine, the Me, Me, Me Generation. Which we'll post a link to. Too. Yeah. I, think it's I, good I interviewed read. him after that. <gasps> Did you yeah, really? On the Meisterpiece. <sighs> and I was like, Joel, come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Good. This is a perfect thing to talk to you about. Yeah. And you know, cause I me, didn't even know that. I found that and read that article without. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. And he's. He, in the article, he does back it up with data, but he acknowledges this is what every generation does. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. very curmudgeonly and very yeah. like when we were their age. Yeah. And it's like, let it go. Okay, but like real talk? Okay. Are when we, we were their age? <laughs> what about me liking hip-hop when I'm a grandma? What about it? I'm probably still going to like hip-hop as, when I'm a grandma, right? Right. Because why wouldn't I still like hip-hop when I'm a grandma? Yeah. Because I like hip-hop now. Yeah. So are my grandchildren going to think hip-hop is lame? I don't think so. So I'm going to be a freaking cool grandma because me yeah. and my kids are going to connect on a music level? I think so. That could to- that changes things. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe. Well, that was the other thing that, that there was another... I- I don't think it was in the Joel... Was the parenting thing in the Joel Stein article? Parenting? Yeah. No, okay, that was in another article. So there was another article I read about the change in parent-children dynamics and how that has changed and how children don't really rebel anymore. They don't do that because their parents like the same music that they do and they don't... So they're, they're able to find who they are faster. Hmm. And there's no, they uh, don't have as much of that identity crisis thing. And there's no us versus them. So it, they instead challenge norms and they challenge ideas and things like that. Hmm. And I found that really interesting. Yeah, that's not and, so bad. Uh, but that to speak to that, that it's more parenting than parenting yeah. is what they said. Yeah. So parents are peers, not parents, and that can breed narcissism often and also it before children were learning from generate from like the older generations they were learning from their parents and they were learning from their grandparents people who had real knowledge to hand down and real wisdom to hand down and more than any generation we're learning from our peers Hmm. because we're on our phones all the time a child now gets all of his information from his peers Mm, where like that right i didn't even think about that 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 changes things when all of your information comes from idiots idiots really well uh, (laughs) like literally like just unexperienced we'll, we'll say brains that if you scan them are the exact same as a brain of somebody with a borderline personality disorder so that brain is impulsive that brain does not make good decisions yeah that brain is narcissistic because it lacks empathy because it hasn't doesn't have the experience to learn because it hasn't had the life experience so that's where they're getting all their information and going with it and then we base everything like 
everything that we do in the future is based off of past experiences and past learning experiences. And then it's just like snowball effect. Yeah. You know, so you can see how this, this narcissism and all that stuff can grow and grow and grow if you don't have um, direction. And this study said, most important, just tell your kids you love them and be there for your kids. That was like the most important thing to do above all. Don't be a helicopter parent. Let them make their mistakes, like whatever, but just tell them you love them all the time and make sure they know that you're there for them. That's good. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. It's super easy. I can do that. Yeah. Um, do you, you have two options. Yeah. Do you want to take a wine time break and come back to this Mm. or, or, Carry on and do wine time at the end. Let's take a wine time break because when we okay. get back, I'm going to change up the subject just a little bit. Yeah, because uh, Sarah had me taking quizzes. I had Susie take two quizzes. <laughs> and since we are on the subject of narcissism, I have some interesting information about narciss- narcissism rates amongst females, males, reality television oh, stars. God. Okay, fun. Regular celebrities, comedians, at all. That's so great. I yeah. love it. So we'll see Sarah where we Sarah did her fall. homework. I did my homework. So you, would you please grab our wine glasses? <laughs> you don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> we are going to enjoy Bright Cellars wine. We had it last week as well. If you haven't tried it yet, go to brightcellars.com slash brain candy and get half off your first subscription shipment. Here's why it's awesome. It ca- we, we have to do the opening on the camera because okay, okay. it's so well, I'll, cute. I'll put it right here. And then okay. okay so... This. Oh Jesus! Get a hold of yourself. I'm sorry, your child's toys are on the ground. (laughs) Trip it over a freaking helmet. Look at this thing. So, the way that Bright Sellers works, it was created by two MIT grads who did an algorithm. They would probably be brainiacs. They're probably brainiacs, and they made an algorithm in which it determines what wine you're going to like based on your preferences. So you take this adorable quiz and then they send you four wines that are specifically algorithmically designed for your palate. I love that. And math and wine, two of my favorite things. (laughs) So I got a shipment, four bottles in this cute packaging and we're going to open it up. I have not seen this I one. I love the sound of presents opening. <laughs> and Just it, put that by the speaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. My <laughs> ASMR is going off. Okay. This is a Pinot Noir. Oh, look at how fun that was. Beautiful. Blue Towers. That's Blue a Towers Pinot label. Noir from Chile. But guess what? Oh, damn it. She opened one that wasn't a twist off. Yeah, sometimes they're twist off. Let yep. me grab one. Oh, guess we're going to have to open another. Oh, no. Yeah. I love how on the box it says, wine is a passport to the world. Sorry, go ahead. That's what oh. it says in the box. <laughs> Just commenting. I thought you were packaging. saying, I thought you were mad. <gasps> oh, that's... yeah, it's white. Okay. Woo! This is a, ooh, how do you say that? Si, Espanol vino. Oh, Verdejo Savion Blanc. Yum. Look at me. Mommy's thirsty. Ah! So these are Susie Wines. Because they're like algorithmically. Oh, these are algorithmically for you. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Uh, See, oh, she poured me a nice big glass. I I am going to drink it because it's noon. So, (laughs) therefore, one o'clock. I took the quiz. So, 
and oh you'll gosh. love it. Just try it. Go to brightsellers.com slash brain candy and uh, take the quiz and see what they send you. It's so fun. It's like Christmas for oh adults. My gosh. I love that. There is nothing better than getting deliveries in the mail. And if it's booze <laughs> showing up on my doorstep, oh, hell yeah. Cheers. Cheers to the mathematically chosen wine for Suze. Oh, thank you, wine oh, time. Oh, my yes. gosh. We have the same taste. That is good. I'm so excited. Well, this is like a blind taste because A, I've never seen that wine before. No. And B, uh, I didn't know what we were going to be drinking today. So that's an honest review for me. Brightsellers.com slash brain candy. You'll love it. twist off. 50% off your first subscription ship. 50%. Yeah, man. Do it, Sarah. What are you waiting for? What's the coupon code? Brightsellers.com slash brain candy. I got that one. So... Uh, what I wanted to talk about over wine time, and then yes. we'll get back oh, yes. to our wine time. We open a bottle and we open a <laughs> wine time. The thing I wanted to talk about is how this weekend we had an adventure. Oh, we sure did. If you follow me on Snapchat, Susie Meister, you know already. Did you save that whole, you, I hope you saved, you didn't. I didn't. Dead to me. I went back the next day and it was all gone. Oh. I thought of it too late. Oh. Okay, I just... I'm sorry. Well, I hope it inspires you to use your own Snapchat more. Yeah, I know. Because I was like... Yeah, okay, but use yours. But if you did catch it, it's hilarious. We went to... Give them the highlights. We went to FanFest, and it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. So it was Celebrity FanFest. We only got in two fights, slash (laughs) I only got in two fights. Slash Susie made me get in two fights. So we were invited... To, to be invited celebs. formally now listen we well, lose that sorry i'm talking over you go go we know that we're not celebs okay so like let's go into this knowing we're z-listers <laughs> on a good day i just wanted to clarify that for the people out there so i'm glad you did it for me you know we're just in it for the fun and hey we'll meet some people and maybe there's like a gifting suite we'll make a day of it it's fun i like reality television yeah I was hoping to see some reality. Yeah. Peeps. Right. So we get there and they have a table for the celebrities to check in. Mm-hmm. We go up to the table. Of course, we're not on the list. Of course. Which is like everyone's worst No, nightmare. but you're flash forwarding. What about the parking lot? Okay, you tell that. Well, we... No, that one's not as good of a story. Well, I'll tell it. Sarah yelled at some nice guy <laughs> because he mansplained how to park. Wrong. I went to park, and then he mansplained how to do it, and then I go to park back where I was before, and he just redirects me to the place exactly where I was in the beginning. So I'm like, oh, great, exactly where I was before you told me what to do. Great. So that's how we started our morning. So it was already hilarious. Oh, it's already tense. So now we get to the table. Go on. We get to the table. Our names aren't on the list. But, you know, whatever. Like, mistakes happen. No big whoop. And we're just like, okay, well... I got this email saying that I need to come here. And then this lady, the organizer of the event, was like, Lady, lady. She was she was this troll. No, I mean, I'm sure she's a nice lady. I'm not. Okay, she was good. a big she's bitch. A she was such a bee. And she was like, this is for celebrity. I hope the video can see how Susie did her arms with the shoulder shrug and the, the fingers with the okay finger signs that go up and down at the same time. Like, like you're, we're like tiptoeing, like you're tiptoeing, but also really condescendingly talking to me. That's what she was doing exactly. 
this is for celebrities. And then she went up and down with each syllable. Yeah. Oh, oh. And Sarah goes, oh. Sarah goes, that's what I am. Or at least that's what you think I well, am. Well, yeah, that's people. why we're, we're that's here. That's why I'm here. And I was like, I, I don't, does, is, 10, is 10 seasons on a television show enough? She literally said I that. I said that. Because <laughs> what do you want me to do? The lady do you beg? Goes, I'm not going to beg here. The, not when I see the crowd. <laughs> the lady goes, well, you're not on my list, so you're not celebrities. <laughs> like, that's the criteria. Right. For the only way you can determine if someone's a celebrity <laughs> is if they're on her piece of paper. I have a good feeling that Angelina Jolie ain't on that piece of paper either. Right. Where would you put her? I'm not saying, I, I'm just saying that list is not the end all be all. Yeah. Right under uh, Mr. Belding. <laughs> so, so then we're just like, okay, well, what do we do? Because we no. knew a couple brainiacs were coming and we uh-huh. couldn't just leave. I could see the storm of fury brewing inside you. Yeah. Susie, when you, when she gets angry, like, it's like, like something goes off and she's like, all of a sudden stands up real straight and gets real quiet and it feels like she's planning her next move. Yeah. And I know then to shut my mouth and let her do whatever she's going to do. Because <laughs> I act on sheer emotion and Susie's like puts a plan together. This is why we should be on the amazing race. Oh, um, I just got chills. You're right. Because I plot. And I just act like an asshole. Yeah. I will destroy you slowly and methodically. Yeah. And I'll just wave water bottles at you. It's great. It's so great. You really will. And you know what, Susie, you did put a plan together. What? And we were... Well, I mean, it, it, in the end, my plan I didn't need to use because some other guy came over and was like, don't mind her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. We'll work it out. He was really, really nice. But she was a horrible person. Horrible. And then she starts saying, this one, pointing to Sarah, thinks she's a celebrity and I work at the Go- uh, the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes. <laughs> And so they're like weirdly fighting. Uh, yes, yes, they, it was weird because she wasn't really talking to you. No, yeah. So then, that's not even the worst of it, <laughs> or the best of it. We go in. It's in the fucking American Legion post forty three. Post forty. <laughs> it really does look like an elementary school auditorium. Uh, yeah, but not but like a dingy new and like a basement. And, like, there's no room. It's hot as balls. Hot as balls. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm thinking of it, getting flashbacks. And then <laughs> our friend, well, our Patreon says, uh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? Because it was so hot in there. It was so sweaty. It's horrendous. But then every time... Mr. Belding or whoever would touch my lower back. I was wearing a crop top. They got a nice handful of whatever my back sweat situation was. I like how you say Mr. Belding or whoever. It was just Mr. Belding. (laughs) And our Patreon subscriber uh, or supporter, um, Christy. She was the rainbow in the whole situation. She drove in from Phoenix. Oh my gosh, the bright shining star to make the day better. And she was great because she was like people thought she was our handler (laughs) (laughs) poor i was like i'll pay you in tote bags (laughs) meanwhile it's like nope we don't even have a handler no we don't we didn't even have everybody else had laminated signs that said where they were from printed out and typed out 
Susie and I got a half tornat and half piece of paper and a Sharpie, and we had to write our own. And I was like, Susie, what should we say on here? We could have said we were NASA astronauts. We should have. We fucking should have. We made a lot of mistakes. (laughs) I have so many regrets. (laughs) Oh, my. We we should have said that we were something like that. And then they would have introduced us as whatever we wanted. Academy Award nominated or whatever. Oh, my God. We could have said some obscure thing. We should have told that lady, we are going to, we have, we're nominated for an Academy Award, lady. Yes. What do you know? Yes. What the F do you know? How can we get back into the American Legion and see this woman again so I can really show her what's up? It was horrible. And then I can't even tell you like some of the stories, but let's okay, just say. Give, give them a, a taste of who we saw. Well, so then you walk around and you go to all these vendors and there were some really cute things. Some, uh, a lot of like skincare or like lotions and jewelry and stuff like that. But then there were other ones that weren't as good, but I don't want to say what they were because, you, you know, they might listen because we all gave them all our business cards. Yeah. But let's ABC, just say. always be closing. Let's just say some of them were, um, you know, ill-advised business ventures. Yes. <laughs> Not as much planning as they should have had. Yeah. Or needed. Let's just say the best part of our day was when we left, we took Christy yes. to get pizza and booze. Where did we take her? Oh, Osteria Moza in Hollywood. So good. Yes. That place is delicious. It really was. And Christy's great. And my dog loved the bone marrow bones we brought home. Did he? Oh my gosh, he's never been happier. Oh, that's nice. I loved him too. You sh- you it should took... have seen me. I was uh, so hungry. Right. Tiger oh feeding. Oh my gosh, she really did. And then they tried to take the plate away, and Susie was like, "No, perfect. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving." <laughs> I know. I really thoroughly enjoyed that meal. But I, my favorite part was hanging out with our our Patreon friend Christy. She was so fun and so wonderful, and <clears> just. <throat> made it like so cool yeah and it wasn't a lot but i mean time. she drove from phoenix and i'm like i can't believe this nightmare of an event yeah, she no, paid no. a ticket to attend not to me but you know to this bitch that wouldn't let us in so that was our weekend excuse me yep. i burped um and you can look i've drank almost all my wine it's so time. good. It's really good. We say C Espanol vino and C to brightsellers.com slash brain candy. 50% off your subscription. I approve. So freaking good. Um, okay, let's move back because Sarah made me take a quiz. Yep. Oh, made you. You like taking quizzes. Yeah, I didn't mind, but yeah, it was on. your idea. Yeah, I did make you. So, All right, what do we need to do now? All right. So I'm reading this great book, Red. Now I just kind of open it every now and then just to get information. It's called, it, first of all, it's by Dr. Drew. Love him. Pinsky. Dr. Drew Pinsky uh, and also Dr. Mark Young. And he uh, did a lot of the, he's a psychologist, so he did a lot of the studies uh, that were involved in this book. So it's called The Mirror Effect, How Celebrity Narcissism is Seducing America. And if you love reality television, this show, this show, see, that's like a slip. Uh, This book is absolutely fantastic because it talks to you, uh, opens your eyes up to 
what it is that you're watching and kind of gives you the pathology behind what you have grown to love. And I loved it as a reality fan and it made me aware of a lot of things. And so we, uh, we're going to post a link uh, to this book on our website so you can enjoy it for yourself. Um, but in the book, he talks, uh, there were a few questions that they studied. So they, this, this book, they did, uh, some research on, um, celebrities and narcissism. And they had four questions in mind when they analyzed the results of their data. So they did a huge study. I can't remember how many people, I think it's something like 2000 something. And, uh, over a two year period, they gave this to tons of celebrities. Oh, 2,546 participants. Okay. And so one question was, are celebrities more narcissistic than the general population? They have to be. A duh. Yeah. Yes. So uh, they were 17, surprisingly, only 17% more narcissistic than the general population. Celebrities wow. in general. Okay. Then, who are more narcissistic, male or female celebrities? What do you think? I would actually have to go with male. You think male. Well, it's, the study shows that male MBA students are more narcissistic than female MBA students. However, when it comes to celebrities, females are outrageously more narcissistic that surprises me be only because of the criticism that women in the entertainment industry are, oh. get and the the standards oh. that so i would think like True. it would ruin their self-esteem yes that's why i said that mm, wonder yeah. why though females on average celebrities on average are 26 percent more narcissistic than the general population hmm um, so it says, uh, to drill deeper into these results on how male and female celebrities scored, they divided them into four categories, entitlement, authority, self-sufficiency, and exploitativeness, and there were no significant differences between men and women celebrities. Hmm. In their words, however, exhibitionism, superiority, and vanity, female celebrities scored significantly higher than their male counterparts. So they are more vain, and they like to show that, off. That, I believe. They're more exhibition. Maybe because that gets rewarded more if you're a woman. Yeah. Your exhibitionism gets, and that's how you have power. So it's like a different definition of access to power that's kind of more narcissistic if you put it in a female. Oh, interesting. Okay. How about this one? Which group of celebrities is more narcissistic? Actors, musicians, reality TV personalities, or comedians? Reality. Duh! Of course. This one was Damn. no news. So reality TV personalities are more narcissistic than any other group with very high average scores. And uh, they scored highest for authority, self-sufficiency, and vanity. Comedians came second. That shocks me. No, there's a reason for it. So uh, one reason for this may be that comedians suffered traumatic or chaotic childhoods. And traumatic or chaotic childhoods, as we mentioned before, is what solidifies that narcissistic personality. Because when you don't get the attention that you need, when you, so if you as a child experience fear or sadness, a correct parental response would be to mimic that fear or sadness in the parent. So your kid looks scared. So you go, oh, and you look scared too. And then they get this confirmation that that's the right emotion to have. When the parent doesn't respond like that, 
the child fills in the blank and also sees you not respond. So they don't know how to address that emotion. So then they grow this like narcissist. It all starts from the child not being properly addressed when that emotional thing happens. So that is explains the comedian thing. And then comedians don't generally trade on good looks, which drives with their low score on vanity because but they're usually an intelligent and creative and often aggressive and feelings of superiority entitlement and willingness to exploit situations for their benefit would serve any comedian well in a stand-up routine wow interesting right so if you know any uh, reality star comedians <laughs> then... i was laughing i was like oh my gosh that's and then actors are third and musicians are last hmm. and that makes sense sort of musicians like that it could come from and they're they don't necessarily need to be good luck looking. Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So I had us take the yeah. test. Okay, which I, one yeah. are we doing first? First give, well, I'll start off with the bad news, and then we'll follow it up with the good news. I think that's the best way to go. <laughs> so I didn't, what I didn't tell you in all this is that I had the averages also Okay. of when I told you all those. So tell me what your narcissism score number was. 22. <gasps> 22? Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I, I did that. Are you ready to hear what the average number is? Yeah. Don't worry. First of all, this, this is... This is a safe space. This is a safe <laughs> space. So the average female score... First of all, the average score for all participants, 15.3. Okay. The average score for celebrities was 16.8. <gasps> The average, no, no, sorry, 17.27. The average score for female celebrities, 19.26. Oh my God. The average score for the highest group, female reality stars, 19.45. Oh God, I'm off the charts. <laughs> Out of 40? Out of 40. Oh my God, what is wrong with me? Um, I got 19. Oh my God. Which puts me right at comedian <laughs> and... Um, reality and and right below reality oh, star and a little so below. Funny. What is what celebrity. is wrong with me? Tell Nothing. me. No, I mean no. Like you don't have to say it. <laughs> no, but I think you know what. In reading this, in reading the, the oh oh, this is so fantastic. I'm so glad that we did this because it comes full circle. And this happened without the cameras rolling and when we weren't on the air. But as Susie was taking this test, she asked me a question. You asked me a question about one of the questions on there yeah you said well what the wording mean yeah. the wording 
the question was, uh, it's easy to picture events that makes my fr- that make my friends happy, or something along let me, those lines. Let me find it. Find out what it's. Here, I can pull it up real quick. Oh, good. I can easily think about events that will make my friends happy. Okay, I can easily think about events that make my friends happy. Yes. What the wording of it is problematic to me. See, now when I read that, I get a rush of memories of tons of experiences that I've done, things that I've done for other people or things that listen. But that doesn't say past tense. It doesn't say that made them happy. Right. But I've, I, but it makes me, it reminds me of things in the past that I've done for friends that have made them happy. So it, I, in my, when I think about, I can easily think about events that will make my friends happy. So I think about acts that I could do in the future to make my friends happy that remind me of acts that I've done for them in the past to make them happy. So, like, I do that, and I picture myself going over to, like, Corey's house and watching her kids, or I picture, like, Yeah, I mean, if it's said, can you picture things you've done that made people happy? I could do that. But the Mm -hmm. way it's worded, it's like, I can picture events Mm -hmm. that will make my friends... the word event is. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck event? I don't know. But um, that notwithstanding, I'm still a psychopath. But... (laughs) So what? No, but what I was what, what I was we, what, what we, that made remind me of is that that I, I you know what and I think a lot of it is the awareness of it and the time and place that you're at in your life and if you're at a place where you're trying to you know start a business or trying to get something going for yourself then it is correct to be more narcissistic and think of yourself more often if you are a sixty year old you know, recently retired crossing guard and you scored really high, that would be kind of worrisome. And and we might think, well, what do you need to reevaluate and where areas in your life that here's what I want to know. This is so classically narcissistic. You'll enjoy it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But now we have this proof. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So now we can just accept it. We, you No, I mean like about me. Okay. (laughs) Because everything is about me. And no. I feel like I'm a narcissist. <laughs> well, this is what I want to know. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want to say, say it. it. Okay. Okay. So a lot of the questions in the quiz, which I'll put the links on the thing because you guys are all going to be like, no. Nah. I already sent it to them. Yeah, yeah, but they want it. Yeah. They Copy want paste. it. I made it easy. If somebody, like if... um Barack Obama yes. takes a quiz, and yes. a lot of the questions are, "Do you think you're exceptional?" You think and he gendered. says, "Yes." No. Oh. No, no, no. I think that if you are oh, exceptional correct. in some correct. way, then what are you supposed to say? Okay. I asked this question in class. Okay. Then that's just true. You are. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not no, I'm not that. kidding. I, no, I know what you're saying. Like that's what I. So I said. If it is a, so if you were to, if I were to give you a list of these things, these characteristics that make up a person who's a narcissist, and one of them was, you think that you are, uh, special, special. I kept saying special, do you think you're a leader, do you think, but say you are somebody who's received multiple awards for going out of your way and doing stuff like this, or you've even if it like humanitarian awards, or maybe it's you're the CEO of a company, or maybe you've been, so you are, you don't eat that, that criteria gets excluded from the list. You don't get to use that. So like take, here's another example. Say you're somebody who has, uh, 
you're looking at the criteria for anxiety. And one of the one of the things in the list says, you think people are watching you all the time. Well, if you're Justin Bieber and people are watching you all the time, then think people watching you all the time is not part of well, the yeah. list to so... determine whether you are those things. So I think that, yes, in many, and I agree, many of the things I answered were like, I do think that there's something special about me. But what, what you want to remember is that there's also something special about anybody else you just have to find what that special thing is and maybe they haven't had the chance to nurture that special thing and that's where the empathy comes in yes i agree and you know that my whole tagline is and why i'm obsessed with talking to everyone i meet Mm -hmm. is because i believe that and And that i believe that every single human you meet is smarter than you about something yes so i want to ask them about that thing yes but i feel proud of my accomplishments high empathy yeah so or, now let's talk or, about or is it or <laughs> or is it oh my gosh what did you get Sus. i'm scared now what did you get why I, do i have to go first well, i don't know I you got, don't know what you got i do know oh. i know what i got i got it's out of 110 i'm scared and i got 103 me too <gasps> really yes! twins empathy twins those that that's an exceptionally high score see High five. Not See, bad. that's why. See, oh my God, I'm so, thank God you got this Thank word. I'm so God. glad you said that because I was preparing a whole speech for why I like it's okay. But be, that shows, that is so good you got that because that's an exceptionally high score. And that <laughs> shows my point of the pendulum swings both ways. Yeah. Because if you score low on the narcissism, you tend to score low on the empathy too. Yeah. It's a both way thing. But if you're somebody who scores really high on narcissism and really low on empathy, then you have to ask yourself some questions and re-examine your life a bit. The the high empathy, you can pretty much just call it a wash. And you're just doing everything great. Keep doing what you're doing and everything's yeah, but wonderful. It, but also, you know. But tone it down. Tone it down. It's okay to not be the <laughs> tone best. Tone it down on the selfies. So, no, I, I think, you know what? But I also think that the other thing to point out is that there are two, we're probably going way over on this, but I don't even care. There are two kinds of narcissism. There's grandiose narcissism and then there's, oh my God, what's the other one called? Oh my God. I don't know what off the top of my head. No, it's I okay. Should. <laughs> it's called. Sarah, it's okay. Okay. Like you, no, I want you I just, to know what it is. But... I, I just took it. I like recently took a test on this kind of stuff, so it's more like like me knowing. Basically, the whole point is it's um, narcissism that stems from thinking you're the best, or narcissism that stems from overcompensation for your own lack and your insecurities. Mm. And that's where I would put somebody like you and me in the category. Why? I think well, we're overcompensating. Not necessarily what? overcompensating, but... I don't think you're right about me. <laughs> you think that you are have grandiose narcissism? Well, I don't think it's grandiose. I just think, like, I'm I'm happy with who I am, and I feel good about myself. Yeah. Like, self-esteem. But I don't feel like I'm compensating for, Maybe like... Maybe compensating isn't the word. Let me look up. Let me go... Mm. That's something to think. I will reflect on that, though. Yeah, let me give you the... Let me look at... I, whoever is watching this video, I would like to... Apologize. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> I is so... It is so hot in this room, and we have to shut the windows because the sound, and I keep blowing down my shirt, and, like, th- we have the video to post on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, hope you like Oh, my it. gosh, you're rubbing your boobies. <laughs> 
I was simulating. Vulnerable narcissism. Oh my god. Versus. I guess I just, and that was one. When of I the, when I read when I give you this different different definition, you'll under I think. Okay, y'all. I'll vulnerable see. narcissists tend to be more emotionally sensitive. They feel helpless, anxious, and victimized when people don't treat them royally. Just like those with uh, borderline personality disorder, vulnerable narcissists are preoccupied with fears of rejection and abandonment. They swing back and forth between feeling superior and inferior, and reject uh, feeling superior and inferior. They swing back and forth between feeling superior and inferior, depending on what's going on in their life at the moment. A setback, such as being fired or threatened with divorce, can bring them to therapy. But when the crisis is over, they drop out. Uh, they appear to be overcompensated for lower self-esteem and deep-seated sense of shame that they, that may date back to early childhood. They develop the behaviors as a coping mechanism to deal with neglect, abuse, or dis a dismissive style of parenting attachment. Uh, meaning the parents never developed a close bond with their child, so the child never felt safe and secure in the parent's love. As adults, they care about how their partners see them and try to get respect, but ironically, they get defensive and suggest at suggestions that they change. They may have hidden affairs, yet accuse the other partner of being unfaithful and obsess about preventing that from happening. Hmm. I don't connect with that. And the grandiose type. Uh-oh. Uh, grandiose <laughs> what if narcissists just said, you're are a less... huge asshole. No, grandiose. Okay, well, I'll give you an example. John, this is an example of the vulnerable one. John, mm -hmm. a truck driver, is a vulnerable narcissist. He pr prides himself on his technical abilities to deal with any problem situation. He has a good reputation at work for his skills, but others are off offended by his arrogance. They try to avoid him and put him down behind his back. He marries Sandy, who has administrative jobs. Uh, he feels easily threatened by Sandy's success and independence, but Sandy is quite codependent and spends a lot of effort fixing him, feeling help, helping him feel great about himself. He complains to her about people mistreating him at work and don't appreciate how special he is. He talks a lot about quitting his job and working with people who appreciate him. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't sound like you. Yeah. No. Grandiose narcissists are less sensitive and more confident. They know that they are superior and will seek revenge or go to a vicious rage against those who don't treat them with respect or dare to give them negative feedback. Okay. That's well, me. obviously you're the grandiose <laughs> narcissist. I don't even have to read the rest of it. Never mind. We, our narcissism comes from two different places. Yours is the nice one. I'm just, uh, I have like crippling self-doubt and anxiety and you really think you're the shit. So now we know the truth. We're we're same same but different, as they say in Thailand. I can't stop laughing. That's <sighs> awful, but it's true. It is, oh my gosh, it's so funny. Well, I don't think because I look at the first one, and maybe it's because it resonates with me more that I think the first one. I'm like, oh god, that's horrible. <laughs> that's the worst. Can I just be the grandiose one? And you're like, oh, that's a bad one. Oh, good, I'm the other one. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I just feel fine about it. It's not how I feel in comparison to others. Right. I think everyone else is great, too. I think you're yeah. great. I think Adam's great. Everybody's Everyone's great. great. We're but I, I feel fine about myself. And as you should. <laughs> I think it's great. But you do rate a little bit higher than the average. But or, you know what? In well, all fairness, you got a hot bod. Smoke and wrath, that's a hubby not, with a huge penis. That's not where it is. A though. smart kid, an it's amazingly good-looking co-host. That's true, <laughs> but it, that my feelings have nothing to do with looks at all. Thank God, because well, you, I ain't getting any younger. You know what's funny is I. Well, I don't know if it's funny, haha. But I 
was noticing that I wasn't feeling very confident in myself. And I said, well, what's causing you to feel like, especially when I was going to class. And I said, well, what's causing you to feel this way? And it was because I wasn't spending the amount of time that I used to spend studying and looking at my paper and reading the books I need to read and preparing for the class. And I said, okay, well, you feel this way because you're unprepared for class. And so how to fix this is to be prepared. Wow. And I went in so confident and raised my hand. It was like a totally different school experience, excited to go to class, mm. ready to sit down in the chair. And I, in what you're saying right now, I'm reminded of that because I think about the amount of hard work and energy and time you devoted into being a PhD and, and doing all those amazing things and just checking all those boxes that you wanted to check and like you set goals and you achieved goals. So you're deserving of those feelings of success because you worked hard and you had success. Thanks. You know, so that I, th I think they're stemming from a very healthy place and that's like hard work, nice reward, payoff, good feeling. That's the whole point. All right. That's good. But I will reflect on it. As we all should. Yeah. Because... Well, it, I don't think it has anything to do with other people or, like, looking down at all. Mm -hmm. It's just a feeling of okayness about myself. Mm -hmm. But if you get a score that's higher than, like, the freaks on the reality shows, like, wouldn't you love to know certain mm -hmm. people? Yep. I'm dying to know. Well, I you bet know, you it's a 40 because somebody's a 40. Well, th I'm this 40. is the other thing that in this book this says, but I, I'm kind of a little on the fence about the data because it, it was only one question they asked to determine this. They tried to find out if narcissism was something that being on reality television or in the public eye created, yeah. or if you were that to begin with. That's right. Causation. The, it, the research says that you were that to begin with, <laughs> which no. I... I have some trouble with. Oh. I have... Uh, well, maybe it's not true for you. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's like a big average, but I do think there are those people... I think that it's like a fast track to that. Like, it's like a, a gateway drug. Like, maybe you wouldn't Did be... you have feelings of specialness before? Yes. Yeah, and then it confirms but, your suspicion. Yes. That's yeah. the biggest problem, is that yeah. it, it's where I... If I were to follow a quote-unquote typical path, I would have had all those narcissistic feelings like checked when I entered college and I was now a big fish in a small pond, or a small big fish in a bigger pond. Because mm -hmm. I, you know, I thought I was special when I was in high school because I was, you know, I graduated a year and a half early because I was the, you know, yeah. captain of the water polo team. And then when I, it was like big fish, small pond. Then I, once I left there and I got, you know, a little bit of a reality check, I was like, oh, I'm not that special. Okay. But then I got cast on a reality television show and then it was like, actually, you are special. And that was, a, and it's often at a time in people's lives where you should be getting a reality check from the world and instead you get cast on a reality television show and it has yeah. the opposite effect that it should. Hmm. So I think that, so what I'm saying is, is maybe these are people who the path could have been different. You know, I may have. Some of them. For some of them. For some of them. I think that you can argue that. But they said that it's kind of like fixed. I don't know. Well, I, I really, maybe we need a part two because 
we're over time <clears throat> and I feel like there's so much more to say. So much more. But it's an interesting topic. I'm glad we did it. I'm like thinking of renaming it a narcissism instead of millennials. Yeah, you know what? I start and I was I think so too. I think we should. But it's a good starting kind of point. Yeah. Um I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to go to um brightsellers.com slash brain candy. Go to our website, the com. We have some cool merch up. Some and, new totes. And we have um fun packs that are coming. We're gonna do like uh some holiday we have some brainstorming going on over here for like our fellow nerds who want to give gifts. So yeah. you'll oh enjoy my that. gosh, the ultimate nerdy gift pack. We'll do all the work for you. Yeah, we'll even ship it right to them. There you go. Go to iTunes and leave us a five star review. We might read it on the air. And don't forget to use our Amazon affiliate link on our website when you're shopping on Amazon. It costs you nothing and it helps support the show. Have a good week, guys. Bye.